Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It is 134 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan S. Scott with you out of the home office today. CBA mandated off day for the Oilers. I flew back last night, got back from pit around, oh, two-ish. We'll tell you that Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Royal Pizza is uh, now has four locations in Calgary. And everything is real at Royal. It's old school big boy pizza. We've had a good week. Heard from Kevin Lowe on Monday, Hall of Famer. Paul Coffey, Hall of Famer yesterday. And Wayne Gretzky was our leadoff hitter for today's show. And our closer, as we go to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, is Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Mid-City Construction Management, providing you with the highest quality and most cost-effective solutions in the safest way. Visit mid-city.ca. Hello, Elliot. How you doing? Wow, I, I can't like if on the same show as Wayne Gretzky, I am going to be quickly forgotten. Uh, you know what? You were a popular guest on the show, we'll tell you. And by the way, uh, much appreciated that you were uh, open to, uh, we had to do a double switch. I felt like Earl Weaver. Because uh, uh, I think he was, he was one of the first guys to really orchestrate that. He was all about the matchups back in the day. And hey, first, uh, do they not have the first team of four starting pitchers with 20 or more wins? In the same season? Uh, well, first team in the modern era. I think that actually, I think they're the last team in the modern era. Yeah, Bob. Like, uh, that used, I think that used to happen with uh, like in the when everybody used to have pitched forty innings a game. Yeah. But twenty-four with twenty. I think they're the last team to do it. All right. So Jim Palmer, Mike Cuellar, uh yep. was it Dobson? Pat Dobson and Dave McNally. There you go. I would. I forgot McNally. So there you go. All right. Uh, well, lots to get to. Obviously, tremendous theater last night, the Edmonton Oilers and the Pittsburgh oh, Penguins. Yeah. I know all you guys in Toronto were, well, I, you're not like that because you've got a global look at the world. Uh, but, uh, I was working the Toronto-Detroit game last night. I was in one studio with Dave and uh, Anthony, and right behind us were Luke and Gene doing the Edmonton game in a wall right behind us. Well, that's... Uh, anyhow... Uh, Hey, uh, ESPN had the broadcast down in the States, and John Shannon was just on before you and said that was a uh, good night for McDavid to have that type of performance. I read a couple of the uh, Josh Yo out of uh, the Athletic out of Pittsburgh saying, hey, there's some tremendous young players, but let's face it, McDavid's the guy. Uh, Now, all that being said, uh, Yo also said, Matthews is winning the heart. Uh, is McDavid nosing his way back into this thing with 10 points in the last four games. By the way, since Jay Woodcroft has taken over, Connor McDavid leads the NHL in points and points per game. Uh, and so he's been a driver for this playoff surge for Edmonton. It was six points out uh, when uh, Jay took uh, took oh, Jay and Dave Manson came up from the farm. Just give me your thought. Where's your headspace at right now with what we're watching? Well, first of all, 
of all, he's got 61 points in his last 36 games, which is ridiculous. Like, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And he's been phenomenal. Uh, you know, to me, and I'm working on my ballot now. Uh, they're due Monday night uh, before the puck drops in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And, look, I, I think it's probably one or the other. Okay. Uh, I, I, you know, that's the, you know, I, like, I think Yossi was in a lot of minds. I think Goudreau was in a lot of minds. But, uh, and I think Matthews getting 60 is, is a great one for him. No question about it. But uh, the sense I'm getting is it's probably one or the other. And, and, and we'll see where this goes here. But, look, I, I do think there is a lot of support for Matthews. But, you know, I, I, in the last couple of days, I will tell you, and I've actually mentioned it on our pregame show last night, I was getting some people reaching out to me, Bob, and saying, you know, McDavid's getting shafted this year. He's having an unbelievable season. Part of the problem is that there's so many good players. Like, yep. my, my, my big ballot was eight guys. It was uh, in no particular order. It was Matthews, McDavid, Goudreau, uh, Huberto, Kaprizov, Shostyarkin, Yossi, and Crosby. Yep. Um, I, I think you know there's, there's three guys who are going to be really pissed off and probably shortchanged that they're not on the ballot. So we'll see where it all goes. And Leon doesn't get on there. He's second in the league in goals. He's got 55. Um, you know, he's had a, a pretty good year as well, and only played. Oh, he's 20, phenomenal! Like he's 25. Phenomenal. Only yeah. played 25. This is what's different with this year's team. Is Woodcroft is totally since he's come here, five on five. It is a real rarity to see McDavid and Drysaddle together. They're playing roughly 25 percent of their five on five minutes together. Whereas, as mm-hmm. you know, Matthews plays. You know, Marner is a great. player. Player. Like Marner is a hundred point guy, and seventy two percent of uh, Matthews five v five minutes have been with Mitch Marner. The guys in Calgary are eighty seven percent five on five, and they're shooting twelve. They're shooting like twelve. You know, twelve percent. Like I think this is like a stupid argument. I, I really do. Like if you're going to be a great player, you get to play with other great players. You can't win unless you have great players on your team. Like there were years that people would say to me, "Well, McDavid plays with Drysdale and Drysdale's." got 50 goals. I'd say it was stupid then. I think it's stupid now. Well, you know, part, part of what we yeah. do on the show is stupid arguments, so that's all yes. part <laughs> All right, I'm going to... Like, like, you know, like Marner, Marner, I think, was 95th in points on January 1st. I know. He's been unbelievable. Uh, there, we, We've been very lucky this year. There are a lot of great players in this league, and it's been a good offensive season, but I, I think the thing about, oh, you play with other great players, to me, that is such a stupid argument. Like, what it really is a dumb argument. Well, and I guess what I'd say to you is what's crazy is McDavid is going to win the Art Ross. He's up by seven points now. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. team has only shot at 8% on the ice when he's on the ice, five on five. That's weird. The last weird. two years, he was combined over 11%. So if he's at 11% this year instead of 8%, we're probably talking, well, for sure, he would have hit 130 points, right? Like he would have. So it's just, it's an interesting. Elliot, I'm going to ask you a question I asked John Shannon. Who's got more pressure? You said the Oilers missing the playoffs was not an option. Now that both Edmonton and Toronto are going to be in the playoffs, uh, Toronto in the two-hole, in, and, 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 hey, they've got a better record than Edmonton. Some would say, you know, five of the six worst teams in the league defensively are in the East. Edmonton hasn't played great against those six teams, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. But who's got more pressure? Toronto or Edmonton uh, in the well, playoffs. Maybe it's, maybe it's because I live here, but it, it might like I just know 
Like, I, I just know the city I live in. I, like, I look at Toronto, and as we stand right now, they're fourth in the league, right? Yep. They've had the best regular season in franchise history. And look what their reward's going to be. It's probably going to be Tampa. So you're getting the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion. Yep. They're starting to tune people. Uh, and, like, they tuned Toronto last week. They tuned Florida on the weekend. Uh, they, they beat Columbus last night. They, they've, they've got the MVP of the league in the playoffs. Like, I agree with you. Connor McDavid's the best player. But in the playoffs, the last couple of years, the best player's been Vasilevsky. Yep. So they're going to have to deal with him right away. And you know what? Like, I've been kind of joking about this with some people here, but I think it's true. You know, Stamkos, Toronto guy, was having a great season. You don't think he's going to be wired to play four out of seven in his hometown? So, I, I like, like the thing I think about your series, Bob, is, like, you've seen the Kings this year. They're going to slow you guys down. Yep. They're going to they're gonna take the game to a crawl, and they're going to hope they beat you on the counterattack. That's what they're going to try to do. Like Tampa's Tampa and Toronto, it's a di- completely that's different. Be an unbelievable series, unbelievable series. Yeah, and in, in fairness to Toronto, yeah, and I, I think he might have done this guy's podcast. Uh, his name's Josh Marshall. Uh, he's in town yeah. here, and he's he's got a real passion for hockey. He's he's a Leafs yeah. fan, admittedly, he's a Leafs fan. And as you know, I'm not a Babcock hater. Okay, and I I look at those. I look at the way Toronto went out. I picked him. Uh, definitely the last time they played the year Boston won the cup or Boston lost in the cup final in St. Louis. I picked Toronto to win that series. I maintain they should have won that series. They should have won this. Like they've had some tough matchups, you know, like it's in fairness. Well, you know what? That's, that's life. Like, I mean, the, the playoffs set up the way it is. Yep. That's life. And, and this year, you know, the East, like I, we've never seen a year before where the difference between the eighth and the ninth place team in the Eastern Conference is 20 points. Like there's there's eight teams there that separated themselves from the pack, and they did it three months ago. So this is a very unique year in yes. the Eastern Conference. But that's the way it is, and, and Toronto's likely getting Tampa, and that's a bear of an opponent for them. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, just further that, I mean, Columbus, I, I guess you can argue, well, they moved Domi, but Columbus and the Islanders, the ninth and 10th place teams, relatively competitive, but those final six teams basically in rebuilds, and knowing the position that they're in pretty much from Christmas on, so their teams got worse as they sold off their assets. Really, I, I, I don't know if I would agree with that, because I think Buffalo got better. Okay. Uh, did they get Buffalo oh, got better? They got did, a lot better, actually. Did, did they get and a lot better? Buffalo be- was actually better. Yeah. Did they get they did. Did Buffalo? All right. So now I'm going to ask you the ten million dollar year question. Did yeah. they get better because they they had addition by subtraction out of their organization? Well, I, I think there's no question that that situation uh, really sucked the life out of the team. I think what it at least gave them was closure. And, you know, Tuck has been a godsend there. There's, like, one of the things that's pretty clear is that Kevin Adams targeted Alex Tuck because he wanted to get a veteran who could, who would want to stay in Buffalo. That was very, very important for the Sabres. Tuck is from the area, and they needed a victory. Like, they needed as much as they needed a good hockey trade. They also needed a PR victory, and Tuck has given them that. He has helped re-energize the team. 
Craig Anderson's had a great year there. And I'll tell you something. I, I had a guy who was at the game the other day tell me, uh, Bob, that all of a sudden you're looking at a team with Dalene, Power, and that Samuelson kid on defense. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's Shell Samuelson's son, by the way, not Alfie's. Uh, yeah. Big rangy D-man for the Flyers back in the 80s. No, yeah, I, they, like the, they, they have three guys there that you can really build the defense around. And they're, Buffalo's a much different team right now. Pressure's, off, pressure's been off on them in the second half of the year. Yep. And sometimes... I think back to some of the challenges the Oilers had in some tough years when teams took Edmonton. No one takes Edmonton lightly now because they got McDavid and Dreisaitl, but before, with all due respect to Hall and Nugent Hopkins and everybody, like the Chicago Blackhawks gave up 17 goals in Edmonton in two games. They were dismissive of Edmonton, and Edmonton was just playing loose as a goose. And So I'll see how Buffalo starts now. They started good two years ago in a Ralph Kerr. Yeah, there's no, there's no question about it that it's, it's one thing to do it when you're yeah. out, but they do look like a different team. All right. Uh, let's circle back to Vegas. Yeah. Statistical probabilities. I don't know. I didn't check 538 this morning, uh, but I would suggest that Vegas is basically down about a 15% chance. Dallas needs one it's, more point. It's going to take a miracle. They need a point, and they've got, what, Arizona and Anaheim on their schedule? Yeah. yeah. So what's the collateral damage in, in, uh, in Vegas? Especially given you know, some I, of the, the Robin Lehner stuff that happened there. Well, I, I think that's like the one thing that throughout the weekend as we were looking into this, Bob, like there's someone I really trust who I think has a good handle on this situation. And all he's said to me is just wait, this is going to evolve. And he said it to me on the weekend. He said it after their game Sunday. And he said it to me again last night after they lost to Dallas in the shootout. And what I think he's trying to tell me is that let's wait until, you know, their fate is decided. And what he, I think what he believes is that when this is all over, like Peter DeBoer's made two, like he's definitely trying to get a point across. Like in the pregame yesterday and the postgame last night, he talked about players playing hurt. And that's a little bit weird to me because Leonard is clearly hurt. And... Um, you know, I, I think that, like, I just think that when this is over, like, Leonard is not a shy guy. Yep. I assume he's going to talk. Kelly McCrimmon is no shrinking violet. No, he is I'm not. I'm sure he, he's going to talk. The owner, Bill Foley, um, the other players. Like, I don't think this is all over yet, the fallout from this situation. You know, the other thing to me, Bob, that I'm kind of wondering about is what hand did the NHL play in all of this? Because there's a rule, they put it in over Christmas, that if you were shy two healthy goalies, you could call up a replacement. And Leonard had to dress on Sunday night. Like, that shouldn't have happened. So what that says to me is that it's possible because of their whole salary cap situation, the Golden Knights were not given permission to use that rule. Like, it's, there's, there's a lot going on here, and I, and I don't think we're done yet. You know, the one thing, too, Bob, is that the Golden Knights have never had, quote-unquote, a bad season. Right. They've never missed the playoffs before. So we don't know how they're going to act out of this. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I, my interpretation was that Peter DeBoer liked Robin Lehner more than Mark Andre Fleury. Is that fair? 
Yes, he did a year ago. There's no question about that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how it ultimately has played out, and obviously Robin Leonard has showed courage uh, dealing with some, uh, you know, some challenges that he's had along the way, and he's been open about it. So it's going to be. Uh, I, I, there isn't. You know, it's funny. I was surprised at uh, what's the word uh, vitriol out there that was directed Vegas's way as and a, and a bit that was directed Jack Eichel's way. Like I, I think Vegas is going to be fine if they miss this year. I think they'll be fine. They'll they'll recalibrate. They're going to have to move some money around. They got a lot of money tied up. They're going to have to, you know, uh, I I think they'll be okay carrying forward, but. It, it has been very uh, interesting to watch. All right, uh, one final one for you. Where's Andre Kuzmenko oh, going? Just so you know, just so you know, like I, I just got a note. Someone just said to me, "I want to, like that uh, was like Vegas blocked from putting Leonard uh, there." Someone just said to me that wasn't the case. So we'll see. We had Dan Milstein. We'll on, we had Dan Milstein on the show a week ago Thursday, uh, so like six days ago, and he talked about uh, Russian and he represents Russian and Belarusian players and. HL import yeah. draft. He basically sort of inferred you're playing right into Putin's plans if you make them ineligible. Uh, well, guess what? They are ineligible, but he yeah. does represent Andre Kuzmenko. He has stated that Edmonton will be in the short list. Uh, report mm-hmm. today, there's 20 different teams that are going to be in on this player. He's going to be an intriguing guy to watch, isn't he? Yeah, and I believe the Zoom interviews are going to begin after the under-18s. Okay. Like, uh, I, I, I think that that's... Uh, because a lot of obviously team executives are overseas right now in Germany so I think when they get back that's when the interviews will begin and yes I think there's a ton of interest in them and you know your GM has a history with with Milstein he's dealt with them quite a bit so I'm sure that they've had conversations about it Evander Kane represented by Milstein Oilers prospect Matthew Petrov the number one player in the CHL import draft had a 40 goal 90 point season the OHL's rookie which by the way is the best league Steve Stales that team in Hamilton look out I know we got the Oil Kings out here but uh, that team in Hamilton never drops any games Elliot great stuff thank you for your time all right, Bob. Have a great week. You bet. From NHL Hockey and Rogers, brought to you by Mid-City Construction Management. That is Elliot Friedman, Mid-City Construction Management, providing you with the highest quality, most cost-effective solutions in the safest way possible. Visit mid-city.ca. In 90 seconds' time, we'll wrap up Oilers Now. To this day in Oilers history, presented by New West Travel. Well, we know the Oilers are going to play the LA Kings. We're just waiting the dates for the series. Uh, and New West Travel is planning on creating an Oilers roadie into Los Angeles. For information to register, go to newwesttravel.com. We're going to go back to this date, 1960, 62 years ago. Here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, former Oiler Mike Krusielniski, born in Montreal, Quebec. He played 14 NHL seasons, four of them here in Edmonton. He would score uh, 226 points in 290 games as part of three Stanley Cup championships and then was traded along with Wayne Gretzky and Marty McSorley to Los Angeles in August of 1988. Yeah. Marty had 40 and 84, 85. Uh, his shtick at various uh, events that he does is that he was the key to that trade uh, with Los Angeles. Reed Wilkins has inside sports tonight. What's he got shaking? You'll hear uh, from LA Kings play-by-play voice Alex Faust. Oil Kings forward Jalen Lipin coming off of that big game. And uh, third for team Brendan Botcher, Mark Kennedy. All right, all right, all right. What is going on with this thing? I'll have to figure that out later. Brendan, I'll call you, and you can help me figure out something on my phone. All right, tomorrow, uh, 
So we did a, a double uh, a double flip here. Uh, Brian Lawton will join us for Cadian Home Building. Uh, that's coming up on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now. Uh, for Cadian Homes. We'll also hear from Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network and ESPN for our friends at Canadian Power Pack. Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, solar. Hey, a reminder, on top of uh, as we close in for the playoffs, there still are some suites available. So visit edmontonoilers.com for more information on that front. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. Followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3. And then the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jalen Knight from 3 to 6. I'll be back at you tomorrow from Rogers Place as the Oilers get ready to take on the San Jose Sharks. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad.